Hello and welcome to episode 12 of our Staff Room Rambles podcast. My name is Chris Mayo and with me as ever is Tom Rogers. Tom, how are you? Good morning. I'm very well, thank you. Well, I'm not actually because I'm surrounded by a plethora of objects because I'm getting out of my flat, aren't I? You are. Um, when, when do you actually move? Is it tomorrow? Or? Uh, when do I move? I move uh, tomorrow, but then I, I'm driving to Spain on Sunday. Are you driving? I didn't realize you were driving. I am. I'm driving in my 12-year-old Vauxhall Corsa. <laughs> How far are you expecting to make it? Well, it's a good 16-hour drive that I've got. Um, I am slightly concerned because I haven't actually got breakdown cover. Um, <laughs> so if the car dies, um, we'll have to record the podcast from a hotel or a... Brilliant or something else next week. It's going to be a bit of a disaster because I pay for the car ferry, so if it does break down, um, it will be a proper SOS, really. That's exciting, anyway. It is exciting, it is. It absolutely is. What about you? Any news? Uh, No, not really. Um, Very much uh, the same as before. Still chilling out, being on holiday, kind of enjoying that, Um, doing as little as I can get away with. Uh, having you know you've done your film blog oh yeah I've done the film blog that's that's something that uh, I've been meaning to do for a while so uh, I do in well the come on be a promotion come on, go on, go on. on I mean it's you know I'm not selling anything so I, you know I don't feel too guilty about oh, it oh get on with it plumbing <laughs> mother Teresa over there get on with it I've, I've always I've come always on. looked a little bit like her um, it's uh, yeah so basically it's uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Film 100 blog, and basically what I'm doing is writing uh, film reviews in 100 words. Um, I like watching films, but don't really get an, an awful lot of time to do it. So I'm trying to find um, sort of opportunities to do that, and I'm putting everything uh, that I'm doing online. Uh, people can go on and leave their own reviews if they want to, and, and give sort of star ratings for films. And at the moment, it's just something that I'm building up as a bit of an archive. And when I get to sort of 50 or 100 films, which I'll probably do in a, in a few months' time, uh, I have some cunning plans for how it might develop. Uh, but for now, you are you, on the review site. You are like God, aren't you? Your review counts. Your review outweighs all the other reviews. Well, not quite. I mean, the in, in terms of star ratings on on the um, on each uh, particular review post, there are there are two ratings. Um, there's the the star rating that I give a particular film, and then underneath it or above it, there is a, a community rating. So if fifty people. Um, rate a film differently to, to how I've rated it. Um, yeah. I'll both of our reviews sort of together. So if I've uh, given a film like Furious 7, one and a half stars, which I did, because it's yeah. um, and someone else, you know, everyone else thinks it's four or five stars. Well, you know, it'll show four and a half stars and one and a half stars. And, uh, and people can, you know, leave their own written reviews that will just appear underneath mine. And, um, and so we'll just see how it builds. I mean, I, I suspect it'll be quite slow. Well, it looks sharp. It looks really sharp. So well Yeah, done. thanks. I'm, I'm really pleased with it. It took me, um, took me about a day to get it, um, you know, how I wanted it. But yeah, it looks, it looks pretty nice. So that's what I've spent uh, the last couple of days working on. So yeah, I'm pleased. So check it out. Um, follow at Film100Blog on Twitter. Nice one. And before we move on, I suppose I'd better mention my online course that I've just released, which is free. Free, that's also, say both of us, giving away things, that's good of us, isn't it? On the count of three, let's both say free. Three, two, one. Free! I thought thought it was a bad idea, I'd leave you to it. (laughs) Um, But anyway, it is a free course, so you can get it for nothing. And it's uh, on classroom management. Um, 
So could be useful for NQTs, PGCE, Teach First People. Just goes through some of the some of the fundamental principles of managing a classroom. Great, that sounds good. Um, and I've I've previously taken one of your uh, other courses, um, uh, also hosted on Udemy, uh, and it was very good. So I haven't taken this one yet. I intend on doing it at some point in the near future while we're still on the holidays. So uh, I'm sure it'll be very good. Thank you very much. Right, um, let's move on then. Let's so crack what, on. Do you, you want to tell us what we're going to be talking about? Christopher? Indeed. So I think, um, you know, school holidays and all that, we'll keep it brief uh, again. Um, but the, the main topic of conversation we want to, to go for today is to talk about results day. Uh, and obviously, uh, depending on when we, we release this podcast, but we're, we're uh, certainly recording it the day before results day. Um, uh, and, and kind of to, to unpick some of the nuances of that, really, and, and what it means for pupils and what it means for teachers and, and how best to kind of manage um that whole process um and so obviously tom this is something you've been through many a time before um and so it might make sense for you to give us a bit of a rundown i mean you also uh, have written uh, an article for the tes that uh, it might be worth you taking us through in some brief detail uh, if you will certainly um so yeah so i mean i i'm i'm in my eighth ninth year of teaching now so um Obviously, I've been through quite a number of GCSE, A-level results days personally, and I've been through uh, two as a head of, head of history. Um, and obviously, I'm, I'm going to go through more, but obviously, teaching internationally, it's, it's going to be slightly different, um, even though there will still be results. Um, and the experience is pretty nerve-wracking. Um, basically, the subject of my, my blog that I've just released, uh, hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, um, via, via TES, is just explaining last year's results day, really, for me. So 2015 results day. Like most schools do, my school sent an email out with the results in, and I, I couldn't actually be in school for GCSE results day last year uh, due to something else I had to do. So I couldn't actually be there. And I remember being on the train and the email came through with the results in. And not only had I, had I misestimated the results that the students were going to get by about 8 9%, but I'd also missed uh, the, the, the target and I'd also gone backwards from the previous year so the results had actually gone 60 63 and then back to 60 and what i was predicting is they were going to go up to kind of 68 69 so to me at the time that was an absolute disaster like everything i'd done up to that point had been geared towards seeing progress and obviously when you're working over the course of a year two years you you're kind of desperate to see that and I think one of the problems in this country at the moment is that uh, because of Ofsted, because of uh, league tables, because of um, all those kind of pressures, results do become everything to everybody. Um, and I think on that day, I, I just, my head just went, you know, I couldn't even concentrate. I was just really, really gutted. Um, just in my own world. And, and that lasted for a while. That lasted for a good couple of weeks after that. 
I remember absolutely, you know, dreading the, the, the inset day at the start of the year when they went through whole school results and they put it on a PowerPoint and I was thinking to myself, my results are not going to be as good as other departments. So you start kind of comparing yourself to other people. Um, and you forget about the achievements of some students within that 60%, you know, the ones who did really well. You completely forget about that. It's all just about sorrow, pity, <laughs> shame, you know, all those kind of grand emotions, you know, it's, uh, yeah, really, really, it, I, I found it really difficult, but it's, it's only because I cared too much. Um, is it, is it possible to care too much? I, well, you know, I, well, I don't know, possibly because I mean, obviously you, you care about the results for your department and for yourself personally, but also clearly and most importantly for the students themselves. Um, and that's that's obviously really important. But I think you know if you if you take it too seriously, you take it too personally, then you know it, it can affect you know your future performance. It can affect your you know your happiness and your mental health and, and all Absolutely. those kind of things. And I think so. In that sense, you can care too much, or, or perhaps maybe just put too much pressure on yourself. I mean, I, I'm interested uh, from your experience last year, Tom. You know, you said you were you were disappointed with the results that that you that you got. Um, I mean, where, where did that pressure and that stress come from in terms of, you know, obviously you wanted to do well. Had all of that, that pressure just come from you putting that on yourself or, or were there other people who were, who were directly pressuring you to do better than you, that you had actually done or your students had done? Well, I think it'd be, I think it'd be unfair for me to, to go into that on the, on the podcast. But I think, you know, obviously there was a lot of, a lot of different mitigating pressures. Um, some of the pressure came from, the system that we are currently in, you know, and the fact that at the end of the day, your performance related pay is mm -hmm. based on results. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, and it's not so much the money, it's more somebody saying to you, you're going to fail your performance management. Yeah, exactly. Um, now I'm not saying that was going to happen. I don't, I don't know that was, going to happen because um i left teaching at, at the christmas so i you know that was basically put on the back burner um because obviously i handed my notice in before october so you know wh whether i would have or wouldn't have um is by the by i think you know every school will have that process in place um and there is pressure there um I think it was more about putting pressure on myself and wanting to do well, basically, just wanting to be respected, wanting to be, you know, feel like I'd done well, feel like I hadn't let the kids down, feel like the kids appreciated the work I'd done. All those kind of human emotions of, you know, self-esteem and, yeah, I think that's where the pressure came from, is feeling good about myself, you know. Yeah. And, and, and I think that, again, I think a lot of teachers suffer from that terms of trying to attach in so much to their work that when things go wrong at work it affects them it's like their person and their job become one and I think with exam results I think that's even more acute than what it would normally be yeah I think I think that's probably true I mean I don't I don't know what you do about it though, really, because I think with, with the issue of performance-related pay, with the issue of progress, uh, I'll try again, progression in schools, league tables, Ofsted, all these kinds of things. I mean, 
I guess what happens is pressure is put on uh, head teachers, senior leaders. That pressure then spills down to heads of department, which spills down to individual classroom practitioners. It spills down to students and beyond. Um, and there's just there appears to be pressure points at every every layer of the system, uh, all geared towards not failing. And and perhaps you know people's perceptions of failure um, are unrealistic and, and and maybe not in line with the real world. And it doesn't yeah. take into account the context of ind individual students. It doesn't take into account the context of that particular exam or the fact that some students might have missed out on grades by a couple of marks. You know, there's, there's yeah. some stuff that's not taken into account. You just look at- But it was, my, it was my fault because my, my, my school was really supportive. You know, they, they, didn't, they didn't come to me in the first few weeks back and say, you know, anything. They didn't say you failed. They didn't say, you know, this is your fault, blah, 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 blah. You know, there, was, there wasn't any of that. It was pressure on myself. You know, I, I put that on myself and I've always been like that. That's why I've been successful yeah, in some yeah. ways because I put that pressure on myself, you know. But yeah, I, think, I think that's in, that it is important, isn't it? I mean, obviously, you, you're always going to have high expectations and, you know, obviously you, you want 100%, you know, A star to C under, under that system. Uh, Every single year, even though that, that's not going to be uh, possible in, in most subjects. Um, so, of course, anything, anything less than that is a disappointment. And certainly anything less than your target that you set yourself, the department set itself, um, is a disappointment. But I think, you know, that is, that's an emotion that's shared with hundreds and thousands of teachers up and down the UK every single summer. Um, yeah. And, you know, I just wonder what, what, what impact that has. I mean, obviously, the results come out in the middle of the summer holidays. Um, teachers will... Almost all of them will find out the results that the students got for the subjects they teach whilst they're on holiday. And, and, and whilst it might make you feel you know, quite jubilant if, if you do particularly well, I, I, do, I do worry about the impact uh, of teachers, particularly on that holiday time, you know, when finding out that maybe they didn't do as well as they'd hoped because they're away from the support of, of colleagues uh, and professional friends at that time because, uh, because they're on holiday. And I just, I just wonder if, if, you know, the last couple of weeks of the summer holidays can sometimes be quite stressful and lonely under, under those circumstances. Yeah, I, I, I mean, certainly I felt that at the end of last year, but again, it will depend completely on the results and your perception of those results. It might be that you're high as a kite, um, you know, because you've, you, you feel that you've done really well. I think one of the big problems as well is the fluctuation in exam results. You know, the changes to assessment, the changes to exams. What that means is it's very difficult to create a trend for a head of department. It's very difficult to, to create a pattern because that's what really it's all about when it comes to school improvement, departmental improvement plans, creating trends. It becomes very, very difficult if there are fluctuations in assessment, exams, and how exams are marked. Yeah, I think you're right. And obviously, recent changes over the last couple of years will certainly not help that. Some, some quite drastic uh, changes to, to assessment uh, that we're kind of living with now in the UK. So, uh, no, it's, it's very, very difficult. And making accurate, accurate predictions is obviously it's very difficult under an entire yeah. assessment framework. And, um, and it's yeah. also important to put, put results, I think you just touched on it really, is put the results into context. You know, I've been able to do that, but it does take time. You know, to do that, you can't do it overnight, you know, because you're in the moment. It takes a while to, to say, well, hang on, this isn't a disaster. It might not be great, but it's not a disaster. At the time, you, you know, it is a disaster. You know, mm. you need to be able to put it into context. 
And I think this is particularly important for teachers who are, who are coming into the profession uh, now or soon, um, who may be you know, teaching examination classes early on into their careers, um, while they're still learning about you know, teaching and assessment and, and teaching towards examination. Um, you know, th- there may be times of, of these personal disappointments, but um, you know, seeking the help of uh, help and support of colleagues and and friends and that kind of thing. You know, try and get yourself through it if it's not gone that well, and you know, trust in your abilities and seek the support where you can. And and you know, it's it's no disaster, is it? Exactly, and and you know, it's a long game. If you want to kind of survive in the long term, I think in educational leadership there will be peaks and troughs, and everyone will experience them. You know, no one can escape from it. Um, so you've just got to kind of try and see it in the long game. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, the, you know, as we sort of touched on briefly, the flip side of that is that you, you will have years where the results are great. And, you know, I'm not going to talk about it in this podcast, but, you know, but yeah, there's been good years. But I think um, you only remember your last year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like a footballer when they say you're only as good as your last game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That similar analogy when it comes to exam results. You're only, only in your mind is the last year. Yeah. And I think uh, it's, it's more, it becomes more complicated when you, you are ahead of a department or ahead of faculty um, and you have not only your own results, but the results of colleagues to, to sort of take yeah. into account. And, and you yeah. feel a wider sense of responsibility than your own teaching. So not only are you reflecting on where you personally could have done better in the classroom and all these kinds of things, but also, you know, colleagues of yours and how they may, may perform. It's a really, really tense sort of time of the year. And I think it's... Um, yeah, and again, uh, you know, you're not just comparing your personal results to those in other departments. You're comparing your results to those within your department. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, there is this kind of competitive thing in education now when it comes to exam results. Yeah, completely forgetting the fact that it's the students themselves who sit the exams at the end of the day. Um, but, but also there is that, you know, there is, that, that does create that culture of pressure. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I, I found this uh, recently when we had just internal examinations at, at the school that I work at uh, here in Egypt um, and key stage three uh, were having an end of, uh, end of term exams, end of year exams. Uh, and they were just internal. They were only for our own assessment purposes um, but, you know, when, when the results of that came out and they were reported home, you know, there, there were some members of staff who, who were, you know, very, very openly pleased that they'd done better than some of their colleagues in other subjects in terms of pass rates and, you know, these kinds of things. And I just think, I think we need to, as much as possible, stop yeah. competing with each other, you know, across subjects or even within the same subject. Yeah. In, in the yeah. Because we're all, yeah, yeah, how we're do you, all how working do you, together. It's easy to say we need to stop it, but how do you stop it? Well, I think we, we I mean, obviously everyone's always going to going to want to do well for themselves, but we have to we have to focus this back on on students and their learning. You know, the much more important question is how did each individual student do overall as a whole? You know, if they if they did really really well in eight subjects and they just didn't do that well in one, well, you know that that this stuff happens, and we have to you know, we have to just I think reframe what we're doing. Obviously, you know senior leaders jobs will be to see where there are problem departments if there are genuine issues in you know with quality of teaching or assessment or whatever um that'll be their job to kind of pick that out but i mean for ourselves to to try as much as possible to focus on what it's all about which is results for students not for ourselves of course we're never going to do that because we're human beings and we are competitive by nature and we certainly 
you know, beat ourselves up about those, those things where we think we could have done better. Um, but just trying to frame it as, as, you know, about the students rather than about us a little yeah. bit more, I think. Yeah. It's very difficult to do. And like you say, it'll never properly happen, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, a really good bit of advice, I think I wrote this in the blog, is um, I read this on a, on a forum somewhere last summer when I, you know, when I was going through kind of my introspection about the results. Um, is somebody said, um, when somebody asks you about your exam results as a head of department or as a teacher, to reply with, the students did really well or the students didn't do so well instead of I or we didn't do well, yeah. you know, to, to kind of, because the thing is, if you get a fantastic set of results and you stroll into the exam review meeting and say, oh, I've done brilliantly, you know, I did this, this and this, and then the following year things fall apart yeah. for whatever reason, what are you going to say then? Are you going to say it was the kids or are you going to carry on saying, well, exactly. You know, um, and that's, you know, that was a reason. And ultimately, it is the students who are sitting the exam on the day. And, you know, sometimes you have an off day. Sometimes something awful happened in the morning. Sometimes you just weren't quite on your game, you know. And this is, this is what happens. Sometimes a question will throw you. And, you know, it is up, for, it is up to the students ultimately to, to battle those things during the exam. There's nothing you can do on the day yourself. And, you know, so mm. you can prepare them as best you possibly can. But... It's the students who take the exam. It's the students' results. They, you know, they own the results, not you. Um, so I think I think that change in language is really important to say that yeah, the students did really well, or the students didn't quite do as well as, as expected. is is really important. It's a really small change, but I think it's really important. Right, mate. Do you wanna do you wanna wrap it up for today? Yeah, I think so. Um, so hopefully that was uh, interesting. Obviously, uh, as I think we said in the in the last podcast a few days ago. Um, Good luck to students and teachers, obviously, yeah. Yeah. for yeah. upcoming results or if they've been released by the time we release this podcast. I uh, hope they were what you were expecting and looking for. Um, so, yeah, we'll leave it there. Um, obviously, Tom, you are uh, undergoing a uh, uh, move to Spain soon, so we're not quite sure exactly when the next podcast will, will be recorded, but uh, hopefully in the not-too-distant future. Um, so good luck with the move, uh, and we'll speak the other side. Cheers, of it. mate. Cheers, mate. Speak soon. Indeed. So uh, thank you very much uh, to everybody for listening. Um, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, we are at Staff Room Ramble. Or personally, I am at Chris Mayo and Tom is at Rogers History. Thank you for listening. See you soon and goodbye.